very special Breakfast Buffet episode. The first in-person interview, and we have the great Jordan Pagano. Learn about his story and his journey. I hope you all enjoy. of the breakfast buffet the first in-person video version of the breakfast buffet i'm here with jordan pagano recent Rutgers grad how you doing buddy we got the coffee What's up, today. everybody we got a nice a little audience here all right and uh we'll see how this goes so jordan what's up my bro not much man just been hanging out chilling enjoying the summer yep. live you? from point pleasant new jersey 25 new jersey. Old the Jersey Shore. <laughs> Don't come empty-handed. <laughs> Bring something. Bring something. So what's up, bro? You just graduated college. Yep. Very unfortunate end to the season, mm -hmm. right? So how was dealing with that? Um, that was pretty tough. I mean, you know, you set a goal um, from the time you get really serious with wrestling. So for me, that was about like maybe 10 years old. Um, and I finally felt like I was really right there. And... You know that uh, you know that happens. It's pretty sad, and at first you don't really think much of it, um, and then you find out that you know they're canceling NCAA's, canceling the NCAA basketball tournament. You know everything's getting shut down. Spring sports, and uh, you know it, at first I was like, all right, it's not that big a deal. You know, something big going on in the world. Um, you know, this is bigger than wrestling, and you know as the weeks went by, I'm sitting at home it got a lot harder and I was just thinking like, man, this isn't fair. Like I was so close. I was right there. And you know, there's really, at the end of the day, there's nothing you can do about it. So, right. Yeah. Not control. You couldn't control it. Couldn't control it. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure that was hard. You were granted what another year of eligibility, mm -hmm. right? This is my Before sixth the, year. Yeah. It was your sixth Two year. surgeries, you know? So finally it felt like everything was falling into place for me after so many injuries and, um, you know, being in and out of the lineup kind of, Finally, you know, having this breakthrough year and things just not panning out. But like you said, you know, one thing I always said this year and in the past was control the controllables. And, you know, this was something that was just really out of my control. Yeah, and everything happens for a reason, right? So now you're just enjoying the summer, yeah. giving, giving back a little bit? Yeah, man, just trying to do whatever I can. I mean, I've been wrestling, um, you know, training some kids here and there, whatever I can find, uh, you know, trying to get some workouts in whenever I can. and. Uh, you know, trying to give back to the community like as much as possible, especially now. Uh, I feel like this is when people need it the most. Yeah, and giving back, giving your knowledge, especially in an adversity moment like that, not being able to compete at the national finals. So I feel like you can relate that to all these kids that are, you know, struggling with pre-match nerves and everything, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, you know, talking to these kids, it, the, the biggest thing for me is just, you know, I, what I try to stress on them and what I stress to myself this past year was, you know, believing in your preparation. And, and you know, I mean, you know, we've been training together since we were like 10 years old and, you know, we worked harder than probably most 10 year olds in the country, um, most 14 year olds, most 18 year olds, and in college, most 20 year olds. And it took me a long time to kind of realize that because I'm working that hard, I should be able to beat the best guys. It doesn't matter if they're better than me at wrestling, I work way too hard to lose to these guys and, uh. I train way too much for it. And that came from training at the old underground in Edison, yeah. huh? Me, yeah. Zach, we had a crazy group. We had DeVito. We had some really good yeah. guys in there. 
You know, Mike DeVito actually, we didn't have Grello. Grello. No, Joe Grello. He's up north boy. He was never an underground boy. <laughs> but, you know, even training in that atmosphere with Zach, we always pushed each other. You know, sometimes we yeah. try to see who could put up the most weight. Or, <laughs> yeah. You know, sled, sled push the most weight. We know, would always try to up. see, like, who could be the last person to go on bench because you knew you were throwing on, like, even if it was, like, two and a half. Like, yeah. just to, like, know, like, I did more yeah. than Ray. I did more than Rosa, you know, Capola, all these guys who are coming in and out of there. I mean, we weren't probably like the best wrestlers, but we just worked so hard. And Zach pushed us like crazy. And, you know, it's like things like that that like help you out in the long run. Whether it's wrestling or just life, it's like that dedication, that work ethic, you know, that goes a long way. An extra rep, an extra set to beat yeah. you in that. You know, Zach know? always said, make the rep or die. Yep. That was unless, it. Unless yeah. Slifer's uh, <laughs> spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Slifer's spot. Yeah, that's... So, right, so you were in South Brunswick, and then you made that transfer into Bergen Catholic. What was that? What was the reasoning behind that? Yeah, I mean, I just, for me, um, you know, I felt like at South Brunswick, I was hitting a plateau. Um, I didn't have the partners that, you know, a public school like South Plainfield had, where you guys had, you know, murders, or you had all these guys that come in that were all state places or just really tough kids. Uh, I didn't have that at South Brunswick, and felt like... I wasn't, you know, I was stuck for so many years, just stuck in not making it to states like that fourth, you know, fourth in state, fourth in regions and all that stuff. And I just kind of decided, went to my like, dad one day, I was like, I need to make a change. Like, something's got to change, like training wise. And, um, you know, I just decided, like, I'm going to make the move and I'm going to move up north and, you know, start uh, wrestling at Bergen. And that, you know, opened a lot of doors for me. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, and then from there, you know, placing in the States mm -hmm. and uh, being a Bergen Catholic boy. I know some of your teammates, like Joe Grello's here. Yep. Joe, you want to chime in real quick? <laughs> How was it having Jordan Grello? Yay! Joe Grello, everyone. <laughs> How was it having Jordan Pagano as a teammate, both Bergen Catholic and Rutgers? <laughs> um, honestly... You know, I didn't really know Jordan too much before uh, Coach Bell reached out that I think we were in the same weight class the year yeah. before. Yeah, both 52. Yeah. So so it was like, Coach, you're bringing in somebody at my weight. <laughs> What's up, Coach? <laughs> what, are, what are you trying to say here, bro? But, um, no, I would say Jordan helped me a lot. You know, he elevated my wrestling to the next level. Um, and, you know, we were workout partners pretty much yeah. almost every day. And, you know, besides being a great kid and everything, you know, we had the same goals in mind and, you know, he helped me a lot and I hope, you know, I did the same. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. He put the whooping on you a little bit? He put the whooping <laughs> on me a little bit. Yeah, if you ask Brian Unziano that, that I never, never beat Joe. Never. <laughs> According to Brian, I don't know. I feel like it was back and forth, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, just having those caliber kids in the room wrestling, it, it elevates you. Uh, whether you're getting beat up every day by a guy like Giant Sebastian, who was like a man amongst boys at the time, wrestling 82, beating up on all of us, and like a guy like Joe, who was like me, he was a lot, he was younger, but he hadn't placed yet, and uh, you know, we both placed that year, and mm -hmm. uh, Joe ended up winning two state titles after that, um, and you know, like you know, just that being around a group of guys with the same goals. It makes winning a lot easier and it makes it more fun. It you makes know, it a lot more you're fun. You're doing it as a group and when you're winning and you know, the guy before you and the guy after you and your team's winning it, you know, you get addicted to it and you yeah. wanna just keep yeah. winning. Get addicted to getting your hand raised, right, Joe Grello? There he is. Champ. The champ. 
So then going in, you went to Penn State first, right? Yeah. So started off, um, you know, those connections that I made through Bergen. I mean, Coach Bell knows everybody. And he had reached out to uh, Casey Cunningham, who was uh, one of the assistant head coaches, and was like, I got this guy who works hard and, you know, wants just a shot. And that's all I wanted. I, I knew going there was could have been, you know, maybe I, I never start, never cracked the lineup. And uh, I just wanted to take that chance. I, you know, like at Bergen, I didn't know it was going to happen when I did that. Yeah, you're taking the risk. Yeah, and uh, I got there and, you know, it was just uh, not what I expected. And, you know, I think uh, they kind of thought of me just as a practice partner, a body in the room, and felt like I could do a lot more than that. So Yeah, you wanted more. Yeah. You wanted to get in that lineup. You wanted to make I wanted a shot. Time. I wanted that fair shot. And I just felt like, uh, you know, they wanted me to, you know, just be there for the guys. Yeah who were really good. I mean, that class I came in with was like Bo Nickel, Jason Nall, Shakur Rashid, Anthony Kassar, Nick Nevels, all guys who all American or won a national title at some point. So I, I get it. I understand why, you know, a kid like yeah. me, you know, you didn't want to put the time in. So they had respected the decision and, uh, you know, it worked out. I mean, I loved Rutgers and my wrestling and just my life changed so much right. when I got there. And that can be a big lesson that, you know, a lot of wrestlers that think, oh, the end of Beals, you know, Division One or mm -hmm. a big program like Penn State and Iowa, I think that was a big thing that Anthony did for the program. Like, hey, you could do it here at Rutgers, right? Yeah, and that was a big thing for me too. And I was in that process. Anthony Parati is just all American, and I'm like, you know, Anthony Parati was a state champ in high school. And he's a really good kid, but um, you know, seeing him all American, it's like, all right, well, if he can get it, he got it done at Rutgers. Like, why can't I? And then Anthony does it. And then while I'm there, a guy Kenny Thiebel does it. Who, I mean. Kenny, if you know Kenny, he literally knows no wrestling moves. He's just, the, <laughs> he's just the strongest kid in the world. And, you know, they were able to, like, get that kid on the podium. They can get anyone on the podium. Right. And that was, like, you know, huge to see stuff like that. And, I mean, now it's, like, it's expected every year to have, you know, two, three guys on the podium, which we've been doing consistently. Yeah. And I know I was excited to see how you guys are going to do this year. Yeah. And, you know, especially you. You know I mean? Basically growing up with you, training with you, so... It hurt me when it was like, yeah. oh, you can't get that chance. But Yeah, it was tough. Yeah. Virtual All-American, right? That's Fourth place. Fourth virtual place. Virtual NCAAs, baby. Virtual, there it is, right? Woo! So, yeah! Yeah! so since this is the breakfast buffet, right, we actually have some muffins made by <laughs> yours truly me. here. Yeah, let's bring them out. Let's grab them real quick. Yeah. She gets the hot seat for the <laughs> She gets the hot seat. <laughs> While we try her muffins here. Let's see what they're like. Yep. So tell us, what is in these muffins? So it's a little bit of a special recipe. Yeah. Passed down from my great, great, great grandma. Okay. Um, here, give so, the view. What's your name? Tell. Oh, I'm Shama. Yeah. Um, I grew up in Lawrenceville. I'm 23 years old. Not the whole story. No, wait, wait, wait. Don't we just get the important facts? Okay. Yeah. I'm a Gemini. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you can find us all in Tinder profile. Yeah, you can definitely look me up. Um, Shamsa Seven's the Insta. Moving onward, um, great, 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 great grandmother. Okay. Please take one. I'll explain it as you right. take a bite in. I'll take this one right here. That was what I was going to So these are gluten free, right? Yeah. Yeah, made with oat flour. Um, <laughs> so oat flour. Are these keto friendly? Um, yeah, no eggs. <laughs> um, so bananas, some okay. chocolate chips. And some shredded coconut in there. Oh, I like coconut. I'm a big coconut guy. Okay. Yeah. And I then coconut, so. I have a little bit of a secret powder in there, but I can't share what. Okay. That's our oh, secret powder. All right. That's a little dangerous. I don't know. It's just a different <laughs> what, k
So you don't have any more years of eligibility, right? Nope. That's it. So All your done. next thing is just giving back and coaching and seeing what you can do, right? Yeah, but so right now I'm going to be uh, working with SKWC, uh -huh. so Scarlet Knight Wrestling Club and our regional training center and, uh, you know, working with guys like Anthony Ashnall and yeah. Ramos and uh, doing some fundraising, trying to make money for the club and hosting events and fortunately, you know, current state of the world, can't really do much of yeah. that. So for me, it's really just been working with the guys and wrestling and, uh, you know, been battling with the idea of if I want to keep competing and, yeah. uh, you know, try to make a run at something. Uh, so, trying to figure that out. Right now, enjoying summer. I think yeah. that was the biggest thing I did, you know, after my All-American run at NYU. Yeah. It was like, okay, that's it. It's March. Now I could just be a college kid. What What do I do with my hands? I don't know what to do. Yeah. And it was finally, like you said, living like a college kid. So I, mean, I feel like, same boat with you. We've been doing this since we were real young. So this is like... For you, it was the first summer. Me, yeah. a couple summers now. <laughs> like quarantine hit, and I'm like sitting at home, like in this, the bar downstairs at the like bar store, and I'm like, uh, this is the first time in like twelve years I, I have no practice. I have nothing right. to do. Everything shut down. I, like you said, I didn't know what to do with my hands. It was, it was I feel like that whole month of quarantine, at least that month or two, yeah. it was literally the first time I didn't even like wrestle, like amateur wrestle, or even yeah. in the ring and do pro stuff. Literally. For, like first month ever I like really didn't wrestle or coach it, or anything it was so wild I, I mean it, it like messed me up like mentally yeah. I was like dude my whole life's been like a lie like I, <laughs> like I didn't know I literally didn't know what to do like I'd wake up in the morning you like lift like, run I, yeah I'm like alright I had a broken hand yeah. so I couldn't lift I couldn't really run or do anything so I was literally just sitting on the couch and like this sucks. Like this is life after wrestling. Like I need a <laughs> hobby. I'm like I need a hobby. I need to figure out. You need out to start reading more or something, right? Yeah. Uh, what did you graduate in? 
so I was doing psychology uh, and education. Uh -huh. I was in the, the grad school for education. Uh -huh. um, yeah, we got a couple, we got a couple of GSA girls in here. We got the dogs. Don't look. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I don't think you guys can see it. And uh, I was doing uh, student teaching for fourth and grade, fourth and fifth grade special ed class. Um, it was four and five kids, and I and I loved it. It, it yeah. was uh, it was a really really good time. Um, but you know, ultimately, you know, during quarantine, I had nothing to do. Right, so I was doing so much thinking. Right. Overthinking, like right. not good thinking, yeah. but also good thinking some days. And it just kind of clicked to me, like, you know, I, I do, I love working with kids, uh -huh. you know. I, I volunteer at the Children's Cancer Clinic. I uh, do a lot of stuff like that. I loved it, so I thought maybe I should get into teaching. And I realized I hate teaching. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, I love working with kids. But it took me, like, so many months to separate the, those two things and really, like, sit down and be like, you know, it's okay to, to not love teaching, yeah. but to love kids. and. Yeah. and um, I switched my program. Now I'm in the global sports business program. Yeah. And uh, you know, next step for me is after grad school, working my way up uh, to be an athletic director at the university level and try to get back to student athletes. There you go. That's the goal, right? Yeah. So you know, you're a big uh, fashion guy. I usually wear the fancy shirts right yeah. now. I'm pretty sad you're not rocking it. You know, right now just repping <laughs> motives right now. So one of the ladies here, what is the fashion sense here at the Jersey Shore? What do, what do we go with? Who wants to step up and... Uh, Chubbies. Kenny Flowers. Chubbies. Five and a half inch jeans. Who wants to get yeah. in the hot seat next? Five and a half inch Kenny Flowers only. Yeah. Kenny Flowers, oh, another great yeah. brand. Kenny Flowers. Kenny Flowers. That's yeah. Right. yeah. That's, those are the button downs. The, you know, Dubin Design, the John B button downs. The John I'm dropping all my fashion tips right now. I hope you guys out. What do you think, Willie? Come sit down in the hot seat, Willie. What, what do you got from Jordan Pagano? My roommate this year. Oh, shit. What's up, Willie? <laughs> You're in the hot seat, right? In the hot seat. You could ask Jordan whatever you want. I finished my You could ask him if he could, if, if shaving the arms and the legs, is that the move at the Jersey Shore? Jersey I guess Shore so. Logo. It is. I guess so. I think it's a wrestling tactic, honestly. I just can't hold on to his legs and arms. Yeah. Sorry, so what's guys, up, Willie? How is it? How's it nice? How's it doing at the how, shore? How's it doing? I don't know. I think we're having a pretty good time. The weather's nice, you know. Yeah. Beautiful day today, right? Yeah. Well, you're a local, so don't don't pull into the <laughs> tourist traps, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you could ride your bike to the beach, I guess you're a local. <laughs> so what's up? How is being a teammate with Jordan? He beat you up on it, right? Roommates. Good. Roommates. Roommates. It was always torturous. Jordan being just a little bit bigger than me, because uh, <laughs> it always got frustrating. Definitely. Could never. I don't know. Beat him. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Scott. <laughs> Willie Scott, what do you what do you want to tell people? Come on, bro. No. Nothing. All right, get out of the house. <laughs> you, you want you've been dying. Yeah. What's the question, Joe Grillo? Can we talk about your South Plainfield days? You want to talk about the South Plainfield I, days? I want I want to hear about. All right, I'm coming up. Round two. Round two. We get the pair. Like you guys know the guys. Jordan, 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 Jordan,
It was a hostile environment. Yeah, you guys wrestled us at South Plainfield. Yeah, that's right. Remember, Jay Glove was bringing the American flag screaming, USA, yeah. USA. Because <laughs> you guys tried to bring that Romanian to <laughs> And you said, wow, that, Angelina. Yeah, yeah, they Great said that too. he was going to beat Ashnall, put the whooping on Ashnall. Oh, man. No, no, he said Ashnall first. Ashnall. <laughs> and we go there, and he doesn't even make weight. So guess what? He has to bump up. And Troy has to humble him yeah. and put on the old bar and pin him. See, I, I don't know the kid, so I'm bet you he's a super nice kid. Oh, a super, great kid. But a lot of the Bergen Catholic parents and people, they were hyping this up. Yeah. Yeah. So guess what South Wendell does? You know, we were all hyped up. We are like, yo, Anthony, this kid, man, we don't know how he is. We would mess with each other before matches. It was actually pretty funny. We would jam, we would jam out in the locker room with, like, Katy Perry and stuff. It was yeah. fun vibes. But when it was time to flip the switch, McCann would, would give us that pep that pep talk before, yeah. and he would he would get us going. And then when we went out there against you, man, now the it year before, it, it was cool there. I don't know, because when we wrestled at Bergen Catholic, for me, I felt that, you know, and a lot of the guys on our team, we felt that was a cool environment because, mm -hmm. you know, South Lane, we wrestled there all the time. Bergen Catholic, man, you guys had a DJ there. Yeah. It was like a hype event. Dude, we couldn't even warm up. There's fans behind yeah. us. They packed that place up. You guys gotta get a bigger gym, man, if you guys wanna be the number one team in the state. That's the thing. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, six years in a row, though, we were. Yeah, six years. Ah, uh, yeah. I think what? That no. doesn't count. My, my first year at Bergen was the first time we were first number one in the state. Yeah. Was it your first year? Yeah. Yeah. Like, First year you went two years, junior, senior year. Are you saying you're the I, reason you're I mean, he's, he's, he's saying listen, he's the I'll, reason. I'll tell you one thing right now, and this is, I truly believe this. After I transferred to Bergen, yeah, I opened up the gates for everyone else to come. <laughs> the floodgates <laughs> all open. Pete Lapari comes that same year. Yeah. Um, and then you just got more and more kids transferring in after that. And um, I, I don't... I don't want to say I started, but I really believe I started the whole like, hey, if you can, you better, made it mainstream. <laughs> if you can better a situation for yourself, then do it. I mean, if there was a way I could have went to South Plainfield, I would have went to South Plainfield. Change your address, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that's that's where, the, and it's good that you know you guys are private school. I was the public yeah. school, and when I tell my middle school kids now, I'm like, dude, have some town pride. That's mm -hmm. what that's what we're about. That's for sure. I don't know how see North Jersey's a little bit different than I call it Central Jersey. Yeah, that's yes. also South Central. Central. That I kinda yes. like the categories like this. Yeah. There's a North Jersey, a Central Jersey, the Jersey Shore, and then South yes. Jersey. I like oh, that. I like that as well. Okay, I agree regions. with that. Four like that? Shore. Like shore. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Shore I think that's a good and what I realize a lot of because I go up and travel up North Jersey a lot, I feel like there's a lot of towns that are just all kind of spread out. And so I understand, but in Central Jersey, it's like, there's a South Plainfield High School, Plainfield, yeah, yeah. North Plainfield, South Brunswick. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, you have the private schools, but the transition is going private, right? Yeah. But, you know, who knows? But for us, it was different because we were just born and born and raised. Like, I think I started when I was like, in, like five years old. Yeah. And then I had a little break fourth grade and it was Anthony Ashnell that got me back there he slapped me in the head he's like come on bro while they're playing baseball the thing with that it's like you guys at South Plainfield like born with a headgear on your head like you yeah. come out of the womb and you guys have wrestling shoes on no yeah. one understands it I mean the the program there it's like you guys don't even need to go to a wrestling club you guys your your program your youth your rec the pal program yeah, yeah Mr. Yeah. A like Crushed, Mr. A. He crushed it with Mr. That. A, Mr. DBAC, yeah. all these guys, I mean, all these coaches. It was a lot of the parents that passionate about it because yeah. they wrestled yeah. when they were in high school and they wanted their kids to get better. I mean, I used to go up to the PAL, being from South Brunswick, to wrestle like it was a wrestling club. I mean, yeah. like, you guys had so fortunate to have that. I mean, at South Brunswick, like, 
No one cared. You got I mean, I went to Edison Rec. I, I lived in Southern I wrestled for Edison Rec, Junior Eagles. Shout out Junior Eagles. A couple <laughs> yeah. times, I, for a couple of years, I mean, we had guys like Richie Lewis over there, Scotty Winston, um, the Bandieros, I mean, the Bubenhauers, all these guys who lived in, like, you know, Woodbridge, uh -huh. somewhere Edison, South Brunswick. Like, we just wanted to be with a bunch of guys who wanted uh -huh. to win. And, yeah. You know, at South Brunswick, I didn't really have that. Yeah. It's not a knock on South Brunswick. No, yeah, no, that's that's understanding. That's why South Plainfield was such an anomaly, and it was yeah. just it was the town rallying together, you and making this happen. Probably have the best feeder program in the state for years. Probably, right? yeah, and that just goes with just committed parents and kids that are just so competitive with each other. In that yeah. in the room every day was the competition. Yeah, and the practices were hard. We didn't we. We didn't do too much technique. We kind of had the same practice every day, but they were hard, man. We would walk in like, oh, man, we're going to do this for two and a half hours, you know? But it was just the way it was in the competition. And by the time we were in college, bro, we were totally more prepared than a lot of people. I would go in the college practice like, oh, this is college wrestling. Yeah. That's like the difference between Bergen and South Plain, but they're like, I never, our practices were what, like maybe 90 minutes at the most? Yeah. Like Dude, ours sometimes, minutes, like, ours sometimes are three and a half hours. At South Plain, yeah. same thing, though, like three and a half hours of, of nonsense of yeah, like what yeah. am I doing? I'm, I'm wasting See, that's the difference. Here. A lot of high you were school better yeah. during yours. Yeah, a lot of high school programs, right? They'll show basics and everything. We didn't really need to show basics yeah. because we kind of knew it. Like some of the newer kids, they showed them a little bit of basics, but we weren't slowing down practice. We would do like hand fights, head positioning, and everything, just being tough, staying in there. And a lot of younger kids, they they kind of keep the gap now. They're not, you know, familiar with hand fighting. Sure. So that's what I teach a lot of my guys. Like, I also think that the biggest thing between like public and private school, like for Bergen, I didn't really, I didn't have to go to club that much, no, as much as I did. Yeah, like you probably like after your high school workout, I had to go to club, yeah, to, go to, club. to get a real workout, and I mean yeah. I didn't do anything for three right. hours. Well, first McCann said you know no clubs because he knew how hard our practice was. Like we were just yeah. so exhausted after like we couldn't go to club even if we wanted to. I mean sometimes we did. But it wasn't anything crazy. Maybe doing a private here or there with someone. Yeah. Uh, but we were just so, so you guys, exhausted. You guys didn't really need to, though. Yeah. Well, my I couldn't go to private. I had to cut weight after. So yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. I gotta get a little dinner and then go and run on the treadmill. You know, throw the old sweats and you know, so on and so on. And, and that was another thing about Bergen. Like we, you know, we kind of made room. Like I didn't cut much weight my senior year. I um, you know, we were trying to make room for guys in the lineup. So maybe a fifty-two was better for me, but for the team was. You know, I should go 60. Yeah. Um, just being around, I'm like, oh, as the year goes on, I'm going to get so much better anyway. Right. And I never had that before. I was right. like, it, to me, it was like crazy. And like you said, the atmosphere there was like, we go to, I mean, wrestling for Rutgers, we go to Big Ten places. I mean, the Bergen at atmosphere was better than like, a lot of the Big Ten programs. Yeah. Like, it, you know. Not as good as South Lincoln. South Lincoln. South Lincoln had a great atmosphere too, yeah. but. That's yeah, the no, thing, yeah. like, we, and I mean, you wrestled Division Three, so you went to NYU, like, yeah. I'm sure your atmosphere there oh, not even close. wasn't <laughs> anything like your high, your high school one. And well, yeah, a lot of college programs aren't. It's, yeah. it's crazy that, like, you know, your public high school's atmosphere was as good as a Big Ten's. Yeah. Um, right. But the rag is dope, dude. You got to The rag is sick. Man. That's, like, yeah, the coolest place to wrestle. Yeah. And like you said, like with, with the weight classes, for me, I had to cut weight. Mm -hmm. I couldn't go up and wrestle Anthony. Yeah. And then go up and wrestle Scott. Go up uh, and wrestle Troy. Yeah. So that was like, dude, you got to cut 20 pounds, man. Suck it up. How was that? <laughs> that sucked, dude. I remember seeing Oh, him. remember? He would see me in underground. I'd be like this huge kid, like strong. And then he'd see me in the... Turtleneck, like white zapper, dude. I'd like, be bundled up like the Michelin man cutting weight. And then I was so skinny, I was just this one big giant chest. 
everything else, skinny legs, you, skinny You were 120 cheeks. that year, right? I went 103, 113, 120, and then when they all graduated, I shot like, like, one more time, and I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> that was like, I mean, me too, I was, I was 112, 126, 152, and then 160. Like, you hit that growth spur, like, kind of just like, thank God, I don't think I'll wait anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, it was like a, why am I kind of winning? Yeah. There's no point. There's no one on my team. I mean, try to get bigger and stronger. That's what you did, right? So with me, I I became, it went from learning how to wrestle to be, get, be getting good at cutting weight. And that's what I was doing in high school. I wasn't really taking advantage of it. I was in the room with all these good guys, but it wasn't like, all right, what can I do to improve? It was like, oh, man, I got to lose like freaking four and a half pounds and make weight. Like, that was my mindset. And that's where I teach kids now. Like, don't worry about cutting weight. I learned the hard way. That's why I got so much better in college. And then mm. I cut weight. I just became a student of the game and just loved wrestling. There, I was like, ah, oh, it was just all about the weight cut. So that's why when people ask me about it now, that was my one regret, is just learning how to love it and not so much the weight cut. Because that comes, you know? Yeah. The weight cut comes, it was just me, I was obsessed with it. I'd check my weight every every you period. Like weighing and everything, yeah. like putting yeah. a sandwich on the scale, like, yeah. oh, this is pointy. You, you saw how I sucked out of yeah. it. Yeah. How was the weight cut in college for you? Not bad, because at that time, I was an adult. It's easier when you're in college, because you only had to make weight really during the weekends, at least yeah. for us, all our matches yeah. were on the weekends. So I had a process, you know? I had it down by my senior year in college, yeah. but you know, yeah. you get through that process. For me, it was like, all right, uh, five pounds the day before traveling, right? Mm -hmm. So when I made it to practice, I'd lose a little bit, and I'll take the trip up, and then I'd work out at the hotel, like workout room, steam the shower, and I was good. Yeah. You get the process. You know, trick and door, yeah. you cover all the holes. Yeah. I didn't drink water in high school, it was stupid. I yeah. learned that That's college, true, you gotta drink for your kids cutting weight, drink water. You gallon know, a day, a gallon a day. It gets the engine going. And I was afraid, I'm like, why would I drink a bottle of water? It's gonna make me yeah. a, a pound heavier, I'd rather eat this protein bar. <laughs> yeah, I we had it so ass backwards. Yeah, we did. And, and no one tells you like that yeah. this is how Well, people would tell it. you, but you didn't believe them. You're like, what do you know, dude? <laughs> See, yeah. I feel like I never had that guidance uh, until I got to Burgundy of like, oh, yeah. you're like, here, drink this amount today, then you're gonna bring it back down on yeah. on Wednesday, and then, you know, we're wrestling Thursday, not on Thursday, and like, you're gonna lose weight all day, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got to college and like, you know, Pollard is like to me, he's like, dude, you should be drinking two gallons a day. You're yeah. losing like eight pounds a day. And it's trusting it. Once yeah. you trust it and you're, you know you're going to be fine, mm -hmm. it's better. Yeah. And I think that just comes with the maturity of, you know. Yeah. A lot of maturity. Just, yeah. you know, I usually think like oh, I can have a peanut butter sandwich all day <laughs> and like a little... Eight, what are they? Eight ounce milk cartons yeah, in school. Yeah, I'd be really like, I feel great. Yeah. I, I, like, dude, you feel horrible. Yeah, Zach right? used to always give me crap. He goes, "What'd you eat? A half an egg?" I had one egg white, and he'd be like, "Wow, without." Now it's like an hour before weighing, you're still a pound or two overweight. Yeah, the coaches yeah. want you to be over. Yeah. I yeah, hate, I hated that honestly. <laughs> that like, I rather have been on weight the day of you know weighing in and mm. wrestling. Than doing that, I don't know. It was something yeah. with me, like when really I was, was a big component of that too. Yeah, no, like I still did it. Like our 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 coaches wanted us to work out before weigh-ins just to get the blood flowing, yeah. and I hated it because I was hungry and I was on weight. So I'm like, screw this. But I still did it. Like once you get used to it, you're fine. But yeah. that hour weigh-in is tough, though. I, yeah, I mean, for me this year, I mean, I cut so much weight that my. Uh, 84. Red shirt, sophomore, 84 and 74. Yeah. My redshirt junior and senior years, I was cutting like 30 pounds each year and it was miserable and I, I hated wrestling like you were saying then this year I wrestled 197 I, I weighed like 194 all year I didn't cut a pound and I loved it again and every yeah. day 
you know, there's a purpose to practice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get 1% better today. And each day, you know, there was a reason I was doing this. I'm like, it's not to get weight off. I never was checking my sweat during practice and I got so much better and this year was the best because I never worried about anything but wrestling. Right. School was, school was great, school was fine. Um, I, had, I had these two girls for that, helping me out in school whenever we need to do a little project. <laughs> uh, it was all me. Three you know, it, it was split evenly, 33% each. It was just um, simply three like eight, together, we need one. 10, and 10. <laughs> you know? Whoa, whoa. Hey, using the resources. Yeah, yeah point, exactly. Right? But that goes a lot to say, getting better and knowing what you have to do that day. Mm -hmm. Too many people worry and overthink. Well, this is not, he said, you don't have to worry about anything. What are you worrying about? Yeah. You know, just do it and, you know, focus on what's important, right? So that goes into your adversity moment, Jordan. What is some adversity you've been through in your life that is a part of you? Part of your story journey now um i think the biggest thing would probably be uh you, you know the, the, we'll get a little emotional right now the death of my best friend sam Callie, who was uh he was a uh, first year at Rutgers. He died uh june 20th 2016 don bosco prep kid from montville um you know that you know that that loss to me put a lot of my life in perspective of uh you know I complained during practice, right? You know, like, why am I going to practice? Like, Sam would kill to be in practice right now. Um, and it was little things like that. And then it was going overseas to Jamaica um, for a service trip and seeing these kids walking around with, with no shoes and, or rips in their clothes, beating down homes, you know, not really knowing if they have a meal when they go home, but still being able to laugh and smile and just have fun with, like, I mean, they're, they're, like their jungle gyms got, like, nothing on it, but they're making the most of it. And those kids just love life. Like they don't, they don't know any better. Like they right. just love life, and that's to me. Like I'm like, wow. Like you know, putting being able to strap up that signal and put that block on your chest is like such a privilege. And I tried to stress that so much um, once all this hit me. And it was volunteering the Children's Cancer Clinic. Like you know, seeing these kids. I mean, these kids are innocent, right? That they, they didn't ask for this. They don't, they don't deserve this. They're five years old, and. Um, you know they're they're fighting for their life every day, right. and you know we're com we're complaining about like why do I got to work out before it rains? You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's it's, it's stupid, right. perspective, but put everything perspective. Put everything perspective. So for me, like the the word adversity is like kind of funny because right. you know I, I think two elbow surgeries. You know people are like oh that sucks. You missed two seasons. You know it sucks. Um, you broke your hand before Big Tens this year. You didn't rely on a bid. I get the bid. They cancel the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, you miss out on graduation. Um, you miss out on a couple of awards you maybe could have won. Being an All-American, opening up doors, right? And that stuff sucks, but it, it's not like real adversity. Real right. adversity is, right. you know, being a kid and, you know, going and getting chemo treatment, blood transfusions, right. surgeries after surgery after surgery, right. you know, not having a home, not having shoes, um, you know, it's, it's being 20, 20 years old or 19 years old one moment and, you know, I'm texting my friend at, at midnight and we're talking about like how school sucks. Right. The next day I get a call from my friend Mark and, you know, he's like, we're trying to figure out where he is. His mom's asked us where he is and, you know, he's, he's gone. He's, he's dead. We find out before everyone, we figure it out and we can't tell anyone. And two hours later, his mom calls me crying. Sam, Sam died. I, I gotta act like I don't even 
I don't know. I, I knew for two hours. I'm holding that. That that's adversity. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think adversity is a funny word because some people think uh, the car breaks down. Oh, that's adversity. Yeah. That's life. Yeah. You know, like that. That shit's like that's serious. That's adversity. It's that real. sucks. Yeah. You can't control that. Like, yeah. So I mean, you know, my life is pretty much a perspective. I'm grateful. I mean, I'm living in a short house for the summer and having fun. Like I. I don't have anything to complain about right now. That was, good, that, was good, that was probably the best response I've ever got from it. Okay. I, don't, I don't think anyone could beat that one so no, far. So, so, far. so that leads into the final two questions. I know these. We were boring these guys long enough, Never right? Never. Right. Never. This one's a little bit of a hard one. Okay. Right? Who is Jordan Pagano, and what do you want to be known for? Um, I think. Jordan Pagano is a kid who, like, I like to refer to myself as a kid. I mean, I'm 24 years old, but I'm a kid. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's a kid who you look at and you're, you're like, why is that kid wearing that? Why is that kid doing that? Why is that kid saying that? Like, I'm just a kid who, like, everyone's like, when you explain me to someone, they're like, that's, that's just, that's, that's, that's George, that's Jordy. Like, I, I don't know, like, I can't explain it. Um, and uh, I want to be known for just, you know, someone who, um, you know, left his mark. Like, uh, you know, when, it, like, I feel like part of the reason why I was able to accept everything that happened at Rutgers was felt felt like I left that place better than I found it. Right. Um, I want to be known for doing stuff like that. Like, I came into something, someone's life, and it's better now that they know me. And if it's not, I'm sorry that that it isn't. Um, and I want to, you know. Just you know, spread love, spread happiness, and, and just uh, try to change the world, whether it's a little change or a big change, and just try to uh, you know always be myself and uh, never try to be a phony. There we go. There it is. Any last words? Clap it up for him. Anything you, you want to say? Any last things? Where can people find you at? Um, you can find me at Jenks. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me. Uh, Probably at Rutgers training, and uh, you'd find me wearing a button down with two buttons, just nice, nice drink in my hand, having a good time. Yeah, one button at a time. Find me on Instagram, Jordy Pagano, Twitter, Jordy Pagano. Okay. Not gonna get my Snapchat out. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that one a secret. You know, and uh, follow me, and uh, I might follow you back. There it is, everyone. Jordan, nice. thank you. Thank you for your time, guys. First ever video, bro. Appreciate you. And that is it.